Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. Hello and welcome. This is Colleen O'Grady, the host of the Power Your Parenting Moms with Teens podcast. This is a gathering place for moms to be encouraged, nurtured, and inspired. Also, you'll learn the latest in teen research and trends and get practical parenting tips. You really can improve your relationship with your teen and enjoy the teenage years. Welcome back, everybody. This is the 55th episode of Power Your Parenting Moms with Teens podcast. Woohoo! Happy New Year, moms! And I have some exciting new things to offer you this year. Um, part of that is my new and improved Power Your Parenting program. So the good news is Power Your Parenting will start the last week of January. And this is a seven-week program where you receive a daily lesson from me. And you're part of an intimate group of like-minded moms. And every week, these like-minded moms gather together and you'll have access to me on our group coaching calls. So on these calls, you can get specific laser-focused coaching from me about your teens. Plus, you get to hear me coach other moms who are in the same boat. This year, you will not only receive a PDF of the program, you will also get an audio recording of each lesson. So after you drop off your kids at school, you can hear me cheering you on with my daily lesson on your drive home. So for more information, you can email me at Colleen at DialDownTheDrama.com or you can go to ColleenOGrady.com and sign up for my free Dial Down the Drama triple pack, and that way you will get on my list. So by now your kids are back in school, and I know many of y'all were happy dancing all the way home from that first day back. Now you are getting your house back, your time back, you're getting back to your routine, and you have less interruptions. Yesterday, I took my beloved dog, Lily, on a walk, and it was a beautiful day in Houston, and Houstonians definitely can't say that in the summer months. And so I was making the most of this beautiful day, deep blue sky and 70 degrees. On my walk, I was contemplating on what my next episode should be on. And I asked myself, what do these moms need to hear right now? I wanted to start off with some big wow podcast to start off 2020. But as I sat with the question and prayed, listened, I heard a very quiet voice in my head say, moms need to hear, be kind to yourself. And I thought, well, that's not going to wow these moms. But then I thought, actually, that's perfect. This is a perfect way to start off the year. So moms, be kind to yourself. And the reason it's important to talk about this is that we are not very kind to ourselves. And we don't do this intentionally. It happens by default because we're taking care of everyone else's needs and often we're not taking care of our own needs. And that's not very kind. My last podcast episode was on expectations. 
And because we live in a culture of perfectionism and nothing is ever good enough, we often put unrealistic expectations on ourselves that we can never achieve. And so we end up feeling defeated. And that's not very kind either. And we live in such a fast-paced world and bombarded with information and to-do lists with no time to breathe, and we end up not having enough time for ourselves. And that's not very kind. I listen to a lot of moms, and I've never heard a mom come to the end of the holiday saying, wow, I feel so rested, relaxed, and refreshed. Right? Most moms come out of the holidays feeling even more exhausted. You've had extended family in your home, more cooking, there was the big push to get ready for Christmas or Hanukkah, and you may have had a few slower days before New Year's, but still, your kids and teens were home with nothing to do, and bored teens is never a good thing. They're staying up too late watching one episode after another of their favorite series, or playing video games, or FaceTiming, or too much time on any of those social media apps talking to boyfriends or girlfriends. And then with more people home, there's more dirty dishes, more stuff out of place, more clutter, and many moms end up feeling all mothered out. I think a lot of times moms don't even know how tired they are. Teens and spouses are often the first ones to know how tired you are because you become a lot more edgy. There are many wonderful things about the holidays, and I hope you made some new beautiful memories with your family and teens. And we want to acknowledge that the holidays are draining. And moms, I want you to know that I see you. I know how much you give of yourself to everyone and that you are always on in the holidays. I know all the extra effort and energy that you give your family is not always seen or recognized or appreciated by your teens or even your partner. And good chance that your teens weren't waiting on you hand and feet while you were laying around watching movies on the sofa every day? So most moms start off the new year pretty tired. Each new year brings us possibility and hope that this year will be better and the drama will go away. And things are going to turn around this year. And for the very optimistic moms out there, that this year will be amazing. And so we make our lists of goals and resolutions. But often this newfound hope can quickly turn into more pressure. Because often at the beginning of the year, everything that annoys us seems to stand out like it's been underscored with a yellow highlighter. We start seeing everything that we want to change and everything we didn't like about last year. Everything that bothers us about our teens and their choices and behaviors seem to be blaring and shouting at us as we start this new year, and we desperately want things to be different with our teenage daughter or son. It's like we do this mental audit and start asking ourselves, how am I doing? How are my kids doing? And then we compare ourselves to family and friends and ask ourselves, how am I doing compared to them? And the list of things that you want to see change gets longer and feels more pressing and urgent, and we want it to all change now in January. So we take all these annoying things and flip them around with a strong determination that this year is going to be different, and so we make our resolutions and we feel a little relief. Let's explore New Year's resolutions. Underneath every resolution 
is the dark side. You wouldn't have a resolution if there wasn't something that you wanted to see change that frustrated you, irritated you, annoyed you, worried you, or depressed you. And we can beat ourselves up for these situations or judge ourselves or judge our teens or spouse. For example, the resolution. I'm going to work out more and eat more healthy and lose those 5 to 10 pounds this year. Well, that's the positive, hopeful side. But the other side of the coin is that you can beat yourself up for not fitting in those jeans and how you looked in those family holiday pictures. And that space between our resolutions and reality is where that big pressure comes in. Evaluating what you want to see change in your life is great. Goals are amazing. Resolutions are amazing. The problem is that most of you moms are really, really tired. You really don't have much energy to take on these Goliath challenges. And this is not a failure on your part. It's what's right about you. You've poured a lot of your beautiful energy and mothering resources into your family. And simply, that's why you're tired. You don't need pressure right now. You need kindness. So let me say that again. You don't need any more pressure right now. You need kindness. Putting a lot of pressure on you right now when you're really tired is not kind. And so what you really need right now is to be kind to yourself. And many of you may be thinking, I have no idea what being kind to myself actually means. Every mom listening has their own definition of kindness, so I don't have to define it for you. But when I looked at some synonyms for kindness, it piqued my interest. Here are some synonyms for kindness. Attentive, considerate, and thoughtful. Good-hearted, hospitable, caring, tender, sympathetic, compassionate, gracious, respectful, and generous. So when I say be kind to yourself, I mean be attentive, considerate, and thoughtful to yourself. Be good-hearted, hospitable, caring, tender, sympathetic, compassionate, gracious, respectful, generous towards yourself. Can you imagine what difference that would make? If you're listening to this podcast and you feel this describes you, then you don't need to keep listening to this podcast. But most of us, especially moms, are not socialized to be kind to ourselves. So I think most of you will continue to listen. The opposite of being kind to ourselves is being inattentive, uncaring, unkind, thoughtless, and inconsiderate. Have you ever been inattentive, uncaring, thoughtless, and inconsiderate towards yourself? Now, we don't do this intentionally again, but it happens by default. And here's why. Moms are socialized to put all our attention on everyone else in our family but ourselves. And we think that when we get through everyone else's to-do list, then we can get to our own agendas. But that just doesn't happen. Our time gets eaten up by our son or daughter or mother or husband or friend's needs and agendas. So by default, we aren't paying attention to ourselves. We are inconsiderate to our own needs and we are thoughtless, and that's not very kind. There is a real tug of war inside between what people want and expect from us and what we need. What everyone else wants is clear, loud, in our face, kind of tends to be shouting at us. And what we need can tend to feel a little fuzzy. We doubt ourselves and think, am I really that tired? 
Do I really deserve to see my friends when I have so much to do? Do I really need time for myself? And what would I do anyway? I struggle with this tug of war. I want to give to my friends and to my daughter and to my mom and to my clients. And I want to continue giving. And I try to ignore the signs of stress in my body. Like my shoulders and neck are super tight and they really hurt. And I can feel my chest is tight. And I can get fuzzy and not really remember what I'm supposed to do. I do things for my friends and ignore taking care of the important things in my life. And if I claim time for myself and say no to someone I love, it doesn't feel good. It does feel selfish. Now, I write about powerless parenting messages in my book, Dow Down the Drama, and I talk about them constantly to my clients. And when I speak, these powerless parenting messages, like it's selfish to pay attention to me, are deep in our bones. And you have to be incredibly conscious and intentional to move past them. Moms, it's really okay to be tired and take a break and let your husband pick up his own laundry and have your kids make their own lunch and have your kids help you around the house or have your teens go out to the store and buy you some groceries. It's okay to play hooky and hang out with your friends or, God forbid, go to a movie in the middle of the day or take a mental health day from work or walk in the woods or along the beach or hide away in an art museum. It's crucial to change the routine and the scenery. If every day you drive the same way to work and you go to the same grocery store and start in the produce section and walk the same way through the grocery store and then do what you do every single day and have the same interactions and the same arguments with your teen every single day and drink the same wine and watch another episode or two of your series du jour and then go to bed later than you wanted and you repeat this day after day, this is not very kind to you. It's not optional. You need to change things up. Walk with a friend, go on a bike ride, take dance lessons, and if nothing else, go to a different grocery store or order online groceries. Just change things up. And you're listening to my podcast right now, and that's good. Changing things up requires you to pay attention to yourself, your life, and your patterns. Only when you are aware of these patterns can you change them. It's also really important that you take breaks. Moms can get in these manicky, pushy modes. We ignore our tight shoulders, the headache or stomach ache, and we push harder. We think relief will come when we get her done. We think now we can exhale and breathe. But that time never comes. Because right when you think you can exhale and relax, someone else in your family has dumped something else on your plate to get her done. The main excuse moms make is, I'm so busy, I don't have any time, I'm so exhausted. And all that is true, but you can still take a break. You can take an hour break. If that's too much, you can take a 30-minute break. If that's too much, how about a 15-minute break? And if you're still saying no, you can take a 5-minute break. Seriously, you can give your body a huge gift in just 5 minutes. Set your timer on your phone for five minutes and listen to some meditation music, practice some deep breathing, and you'll be amazed at how much that can shift things. Especially do this when you're transitioning from one thing to the next. When you are coming home from work or a meeting, listen to music or a podcast. 
Don't be talking to your teens about their homework on the phone. When you drive up in the driveway, you can take five minutes. Just sit in your car before you walk in. You're being kind to yourself when you give yourself a little bit of a break to meditate, breathe, enjoy a song, instead of rushing from one thing to another like a crazy, stressed-out mother. Being that stressed doesn't feel good to you, and your teens or kids can pick up on your energy just by how you open the door and walk through the house. If you give yourself this little bit of time to transition, then you will be different. You will probably talk to your teens or partner in a more relaxed tone. You could say with a smile, hey, how was your day? See, you're bringing this positive energy into the house, and your teens will respond in kind. In contrast, if you rush in the house with this pressured and I'm stressed out energy, you can feel like saying, hello, how was your day, is a waste of time, and start barking out orders. Why are there still dishes in the sink? Have you even started your homework? Your room is still trashed. And that's not a great way to start a conversation. And I put my money on that your teen is going to snap back at you if you talk to them this way. And thus, the drama begins. So you start to be kind to yourself when you are attentive, considerate, and thoughtful towards yourself. You are kind to yourself when you change up the routine and scenery. You are kind to yourself when you take breaks. And here's a tool that I love that helps you quickly tune in on how to be kind to yourself. And this can be very simple and doable. Get out a sheet of paper and write down the sentence. If I was kind to myself, I would dot dot dot. And then number one through ten. Now read the question out loud and then write down the first thing that comes to your mind. Don't edit it. Whatever pops in your mind, just write it down and do that 10 times. What I love about this exercise is that what usually comes out are very practical things, very attainable things like I'd take a nap, I'd eat healthy, I'd go to yoga, I'd get my nails done, I'd get my hair cut, I'd get more sleep. I would organize my desk. I'd take a nap. And this is where you want to start. Often being kind to yourself starts with taking care of your physical needs, like sleep, drinking water, exercise, rest, eating healthy. You want to pay attention to this because before you can start to tackle all these New Year's goals and resolutions, you want to bring your energy up. You want to take care of your health so that you have the mental well-being and the energy you need to start to tackle them. When you're kind to yourself, everyone, I mean everyone benefits. This is because you bring the best version of you to your family. You have good energy instead of that stressed out energy. When you're kind to yourself, it feels good to be around you because you're more upbeat, more positive and grounded. So let me ask you a question. How would you describe the best version of you, and how would you describe the worst version of you? And be honest, moms, there is a worst version of you. The best version of me is upbeat, funny, smart, energizing, and kind. The worst version of me is stressed, not present, edgy, and I tend to be too direct, and I'm all monitor and no fun. So it matters what version of you shows up in your home, right? 
the version of you that shows up is going to affect how others treat and react to you. This is why, Mom, it's very important that you are kind to yourself so that you can be the best version of you. If you are not kind to yourself, it's impossible to be the best version of you. My Power Your Parenting program is structured in a way that helps moms be kind to themselves while they're working on their relationship with their teenager. Every time I launch this program, I'm just always blown away by the results I see, I mean, that are so significant for the moms participating. They become the best version of themselves and experience relationships with their teens they just didn't think was possible. So if you're interested in knowing more about this program, you can email me at Colleen at DialDownTheDrama.com, or you can sign up for my Dial Down the Drama triple pack, which will automatically put you on my list. All right, have a great day. Hey, everybody, this concludes this week's episode of Power Your Parenting Moms with Teens podcast. I have some other great resources for you. You can head over to ColleenOGrady.com. That has two L's and two E's. You can sign up for my Dial Down the Drama triple pack. It's absolutely free. You get a copy of my free ebook, Seven Ways to Help Your Daughter and Yourself, a free chapter from my best-selling and award-winning book, Dial Down the Drama, Reducing Conflict and Reconnecting with Your Teenage Daughter, a guide for mothers everywhere. And you get a free subscription to my weekly easing. If you're ready to pick up your copy of Dial Down the Drama, you can find it on Amazon and Barnes & Noble. For daily encouragement, follow me on Instagram or Facebook at Colleen O'Grady Dial Down the Drama. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.